0: Hello, listeners of the She Will Rock You podcast. Here we are. We have another kick-ass interview, as per the usual. And I'm very... We would not bring you a shitty interview. No. Come on. No, we would not. And I love this person. This is a very... I feel like this is a different style interview than we've done
1: before. Because... We're shaking things up today. We are. Like, we have another interview after we record this. And Mm -hmm. they're both very different. So this artist slash
0: songwriter. Her name's Patricia Bahia. Really awesome. Just has a wealth of knowledge. But we talked a lot more about the songwriting process than we normally do. And you're gonna see why in the interview. I don't want to spoil it, but super fun. Love talking with her. I'm gonna give a little spoiler. It's not gonna be in this interview, but there is an episode that is coming in the future about Linda Ronstadt. Not talking about it in this interview, but when that episode comes, I'm bringing an incredible story with me from this interview. But that's just a little teaser whenever Stay that tuned. day comes. Anyway, I'm Beth Ann. And I'm Leah. And this is She Will Rock You. Where are they getting a dub in a CBS executive meeting? No. <laughs> bitch, don't touch my thermostat. The ghost be like, hold up, before I haul you, let me turn down the thermostat. Who is <laughs> <Please>, this man? <band. laughs> So today we have Patricia Bahia. Did I say that correctly? Yes, Bahia. Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Awesome. Well, we're so glad to have you. And first question off the bat, I was reading your story on your website and you just have an incredible story of how you you arrived to songwriting and just a credible story in general. But. Walk me through how you arrived to songwriting.
2: Okay, well, um, I was always interested and in music, like from a very young age, I sang in all the choirs in school and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, did the musicals and, you know, all everything musical I could, I was in the marching band, you know, um, I was in the glee club, I was in the madrigal choir. Yes. the main choir, you know, I would like take summer school um, gym in the summer school so that I could uh, take more music classes during the year. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love that. Because there was a certain number of hours that you had to do a physical education. And if you did those during the year, then you wouldn't be able to do as many electives. Oh. so I, I, I got as many electives that were non music out of the way in the summer so I could do more music. Um, But I I didn't start writing songs until much, much later in life, so I was just always a singer. I thought of myself as somebody who, you know, interpreted other people's songs. Um, I was a jazz singer, Um, I was in cover bands, Um, was in a fantastic gospel choir based out of Oakland called the Oakland Interfaith Gospel Choir. But secretly, I wanted to write songs. Nice. (laughs) And I thought you had to have like some kind of special gene that I didn't have, you know. Yet, and also I thought that you had to be a great instrumentalist, and you had to be able to like actually write out all Mm -hmm. the music. Why I thought this I I don't know, but I built this thing up into my mind that this was just something I couldn't do, Um, and I got a bunch of messages about it too as a kid. Um, Well-meaning, you know, parental messages about how you know you can't support yourself doing music and yeah, practical and you know, etc., etc. So I did all the things um, that an oldest daughter will do, which is went to college, went to law school, you know, my family, you could be a a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, you know, that was pretty much it. Um, Musician wasn't really, you know, that was something you would do for enjoyment, but not as a career. So uh, I was going along just, you know, moonlighting as so I would lawyer by day, and then I would moonlight as a jazz singer in clubs in the evening, um, on the weekends. I would sing with the gospel choir, and um, we did recordings with some you know, famous people, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I always still wanted to write songs, and um, it took a cancer diagnosis in 2003 for me to finally give myself the permission to... Mm-hmm go for it, you know, to even just try writing a song. And at that point, I didn't really think I was going to be a songwriter, you know, but it was just something I wanted to do. And having a life-threatening diagnosis is one way of making your priorities shift, you know. Yeah. Um, And start putting, oh, there's the paw. (laughs) Start, you know, start putting your own um, dreams front and center. Yeah. And so yeah. So that's what I did. And, um, I, I, and again, even when I wanted to write songs, um, I was going through my cancer treatment and, uh, one of my musician friends came over and was like, so Patricia, you know, what are you going to do now that you've had this kind of wake up call with the cancer thing? Um, and I was like, well, going to take you know I listed off all these classes I was going to take well I'm going to take music theory and I'm going to take piano lessons and um, music production and you know I listed off like just a myriad of different classes I was going to take and he looks at me he goes okay well you know those classes okay that's all great but why you know what's the goal mm-hmm because I want to write songs, you know, like I barely just, you know, barely choke out what the real goal was, and he said something that changed my life, and he has absolutely no recollection of this conversation, which is interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, it just goes to show the, the way you can impact someone's life without even realizing it. Yeah. Um, what he said was, Patricia, you have a voice, you have something to say you can start writing songs right now. You can take all those classes. I'm not telling you not to take the classes, but if you want to start right now, just come over to my house, sing the song acapella and I'll help you figure out what the chords are. I love that simple. Just yeah. get it so out. so That's how I started because I could hear, you know, I have having been a jazz singer and a gospel mm-hmm. singer and, you know, doing all this music that I had done for years and years, I could hear in my head what the chords needed to be, but I didn't know how to name them. I didn't know mm-hmm. if I was hearing a four or a minor six chord yeah. or, you know, I didn't know what any of that was. So um, so he would just, he would noodle around on the piano until he hit the chord that I was hearing in my head. i go, that one. <laughs> and then he'd write that one down and then we, he'd play some more, you know, and we just went through like that. Um, until I did get the education that I needed. And now I'm able to do all that myself, but um, you know, I needed that. Yeah, to help me start. So yeah, so that's, that's how I got into songwriting was, you know, this long time desire that I did not allow myself to pursue until I had this huge wake up call that said, okay, this is, yeah. Happy do it now. Yeah.
0: Well, even, you know, in those moments where we're faced with life altering news, we still can make something out of it. Absolutely. And that's what I love about your story is just that, okay, like this is the situation. What can I do? Like, it's just, it's really great. And like, would you say, like, I know you talked a little bit about the side of you know, having the friend that just said, go for it. Would you say it was just hard even just saying, yes, I'm going to do this? Or was it just like, I got to do this?
2: Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. Because, you know, at that time I was taking a lot of drugs for the nausea and Mm -hmm. I was on chemo and I had chemo brain. So I totally remember but I, what I think happened is because, in part, um, of all the medications and things that I was on and the fact that my entire life was completely upended, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't able to work, the treatment was really hard for me, um, so I was basically out of out of my um, company that my husband and I had at the time for about a year. Mm. Um So a combination of like, you know, complete upending of my life. And then, you know, the chemical changes and, um, as part of having ovarian cancer, the standard of care is, you know, you remove every female organ that Mm -hmm. just and a bunch of other ones as well. And so, you know, my hormones were like all out of whack and through all of that, I think something changed in my brain. So, like the whole fear of looking stupid you know that that wasn't really a thing it's like uh you know i'm just gonna do this right like i started playing the drums oh nice (laughs) i bought a drum set i started playing the drums i mean i didn't stay with it but like i was just trying all different stuff i i started doing hip-hop dance class um I played the drums. I like, I was just, you know, open to anything. Yeah. And the whole, like, what will people think and all of that? I feel like in some perverse way, cancer actually was like my get out of jail free card. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really free, but uh, (laughs) it's not a heavy price to pay. But, but in a way it was, you know, it was just like, if anyone would have said anything to me, like, you know, what, are you crazy? I could just tell them, well, look, I've got cancer. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to do what I want to do. And no no one really tried to stop me, but it was my own, like, defense mechanism, I think. Like, I sort of knew that if I was ever, mm-hmm. if everyone in my family or anyone had said to me, you know, what are you doing? Are you, you, you know, you're acting crazy. I could say, well, I have one life, which is true, mm-hmm. and I have this diagnosis, which is also true. But the thing is, uh, why did I have to wait? Yeah. Until that happened, like, why do any of us have to wait to get uh, a life-threatening diagnosis to follow our dream? I think that's that's the lesson I learned. Is you know, I'm thankfully cancer-free for 17 years now. Um, But I have to keep reminding myself even now, you know, like really only have one life Mm -hmm. and don't listen to what the haters or, you know, anybody else has to say the naysayers. You know, I actually have a lyric in one of my songs. Um, They say I should be realistic, but I think they're just pessimistic. Yes, (laughs) I love that um you know there's the people who will be realistic like well no i'm i'm done with that so I, I i think that's to get back to your question you know was it hard i don't think it was hard because because of like just the change in in point of view and circumstance. Yeah. you know
0: yeah well, I think, you know, I could just like, we could cut on what you just said. Like you just like, you shouldn't have to take a life altering situation to do what you want. Like yes. that is like the golden message of it. <laughs> like, I love that so much. Um, but one thing I also wanted to get into, so you are part of seventh and hope. Yes. How did that duo get started?
2: Oh, that's really a fun story. So, um, some friends of mine have been doing a um, retreat in Ojai, California, which is a little bit north of LA and mm-hmm. up in the mountains. Um, it's this is beautiful, like super creative spiritual place. And I think it was maybe the second or third year of this retreat, uh, my duo partner, uh, Betty Lawrence, came. the retreat and uh she had you know just came from london with the idea of you know she wanted to meet some folks in the u.s particularly Mm in the la area and you know see about maybe doing some collabs you know just sort of checking things out and uh, i heard her music early on in the weekend and i thought yeah this girl's really good and then as chance would have it, we were thrown together in one of these sort of lightning rounds where, you know, they pair you up and they give you like a fake um, scenario. I think Mm -hmm. ours was, there's a vintage artist or, you know, classic artist who's getting ready to do an album and um, is looking for songs. You know, you have 10 minutes, Mm. you know, go (laughs) and, and come back with something. And there was Probably, I'm thinking there was maybe 25, 30 tops people at this event, probably even less. So, however many teams were there, let's say there were 10 teams. Of the 10 teams, Betty and I were the only ones, as I recall, who came back with a full song in 10 minutes. We had two verses and a chorus. Wow. And afterwards i kept in touch with betty and i was like betty um you know what we did isn't something that happens every day yeah we have something special we have some some chemistry like you know we just clicked and never having written uh before and then to be able to write a song in 10 minutes yeah i was impressed so um so we started writing um over FaceTime and Skype. And without really much effort, we suddenly had like an EP's worth of music. Wow. And so I recommended that she come to LA and we record and make make a project. So we decided to call it Seventh and Hope. And that's, uh, it turns out there's actually an intersection in downtown LA at 7th and Hope. Oh, <laughs> I, nice. Uh, I found a, I think I took the subway downtown one time and happened to get off at that stop. Like not even intending to. That's cool. Picture of it. Yeah. So, um, but the reason we named it that was for luck and optimism. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. So, um, so we've been writing together and releasing music probably for four years now. Wow. Yeah. Cause you guys just came out with a single
0: called get ready now. Yeah. yeah. It's called
2: get ready. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I listened to it. It's great. And what's kind of the story yeah. behind that song? Uh,
2: that song we wrote over, uh, FaceTime. And then we uh, took it to a couple of producers. We actually worked with two different producers on that: um, Tim Curran and Mike Avename. We worked with Mike a lot, and um, Mike is is awesome at like the sort of rock, you know, big mm-hmm. cinematic rock sound and um tim is fantastic at string arrangements and more of the like sort of classic cinema sound so we actually have two versions of that we released the kind of rock version which is yeah um, is the one that that mike did but we have one with with full strings on it too nice uh, which we haven't released Uh, we're kind of waiting to see if that one gets you know maybe in a movie or Mm -hmm. in a trailer or something. But um, the version that we did release is one that was in um, the Hills, new beginnings Mm -hmm. episode last week.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It was the um, season finale. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: One thing, you know, that as I was reading on your website, you've done so many songs. And this is why I love your story because you just knew this is something you had to do. You started doing it, just did it. And now you're like writing music for Pretty Little Liars, you wrote for The Fosters. Um, and as you mentioned, The Hills. And kind of like, I'm just curious because I've always wondered how does it go through the process of getting your music selected? Like, I'm assuming your agent's involved and they agent shops it, or does like a company kind of come to you and say, like, Hey, can you write something real
2: quick? Well, mostly um, the stuff that I've done anyway has been pre-recorded music that is uh, then placed in a show as opposed to writing necessarily for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've had a couple of instances where it's, the writing has been done like as part of a writing camp where there's music supervisors there and we're kind of working with their brief. And so there's a much better chance of getting into the show. Yeah. You know, if you're being requested to write, um, something, that's something that they need in particular for a show, but most of the time it's music that, that, um, I write with whoever I'm co-writing with, um, and produce. And we just, you know, we just make the music and then the, um, there's various agents that we work with that pitch the music to the different music supervisors on the different TV shows.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. That, I think that's just so interesting. Like that whole process of getting it from like writing into that kind of world. Now, one other thing is I know you also have your own personal music, which is, from what I could tell from listening to 7th and Hope and then listening to your own songs and your own personal name, there are two different styles, which is awesome because it shows range in songwriting, but from a songwriter's perspective, like, is there times where you are writing something and you're like, this is for 7th and Hope, or you're writing something and I'm like, this is for my own brand?
2: Um, most of the time, I pretty much know uh. Part of it is Betty and I, when we're doing stuff for 7th and Hope, it's, you know, she and I are writing together. So mm-hmm. um, pretty much anytime I'm writing with Betty, I know it's going to be for 7th and Hope. Sure. Well, so, uh, but there are some songs that we've done for 7th and Hope that I do. Um, I perform live at, you know, well, I'm doing much live performance since the whole COVID thing, but, sure. you know, yeah, um, but like for example, "Great Day to Be Alive." That one um, we have two versions of that. The official version is the one with Betty's lead vocal on it, mm-hmm. and then there's one that um, I have the lead vocal on, and um, I do perform that one, like you know, around at various places. And same with "Keep the Light On" and a couple of other our other songs, where you know we have kind of two versions. Um, but yeah, so most of the time it depends on who I'm writing with and mm-hmm. um, kind of what the inspiration is. But we usually know, you know, how we're going to, what we're going to do with the song, you know. Um, yeah,
0: I hear you. Now, do you have any, like, I know you released some songs under Patricia, uh, Patricia recently released your newest song like last week on 7th and Hope. Do you guys have any, like, projects for either of those?
2: Yes. Yes. So I just found out today, in fact, um, that an upcoming song of mine has been nominated for a uh, positive music award. Oh, Um, awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's a song called Hold On that I wrote a while ago. Um, inspired in part by a friend who was going through a really hard time with mental health issues. And, um, so I'm releasing it in September. Um, September is suicide prevention month. Mm -hmm. It's also ovarian cancer awareness month. Hmm. Um, and I feel like the song is really apropos for both. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's you know it's a song of encouragement and basically saying you know hold on i'm here i'm here with you you know and uh i need you as much as you need me kind of thing that's awesome yeah congratulations thank you yeah so um we'll see if i win um i have won in the past so i don't know if that increases or decreases my chances of winning again i'm not sure well we're crossing our fingers it's the right direction Thank you. Yeah, so I am i haven't figured out the date yet for the release. Um, but I'll be sending that out, you know, I got to put the finishing touches on like the artwork and stuff. The song's been done for a while. Um, the cr- recording's been finished. Um, but I just haven't released it yet. So it seems like now that it's going to be potentially Featured in, well, it'll be featured in the awards ceremony or, um, award show, I should say. Yeah. There's a show, uh, and that's when the nominees all find out, you know, who won. So there's, I think there's three songs in each category that are nomination nominated nice. songs. Uh, and then, so really honestly I've already won because, you know, when you're one of three nominees, yeah a a position of incredible honor just to be um nominated and then winning and getting the trophies like the you know the icing on the cake kind of thing
0: yeah no i mean that's a big achievement absolutely yeah that's so exciting well that's all the questions i have but leah has some fun lightning round questions Uh before we go into that where can people find you
2: well, I'm everywhere uh, in terms of all the music streaming services. Um, Seventh and Hope and Patricia Bahia are both on all of the Apple, Spotify, etc., cetera, um, Amazon, Deezer, you know, all of that. Um, but the best way, probably, to get in to find out where all the things are that are happening is to go to my website which is PatriciaBahia.com, (laughs) P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A. And then Bahia is really simple, but people mess this up, so I'm going to spell it. It's B as in boy, A like apple, H like house, I like igloo, A like apple. PatriciaBahia, and I think I also have the domain PatriciaBahiaMusic. But PatriciaBahia.com should get you there. And then from there, you can link to Instagram, Facebook. You know, I'm not doing TikTok Tock yet. Um, <laughs> uh, there's so many things to do. There's a lot to it.
1: Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, but I'm on uh, the, the major Instagram and Facebook and Twitter nominally on, on Twitter. Gotcha.
1: All right, Leah. Lightning round.
2: Uh Uh-oh.
1: I'm scared. Well, you already kind of answered the first one, but we weren't recording yet. So are you a dog or a cat person? Oh, a
2: dog person. I love cats too, but I'm slightly allergic to them. So I can't really own a cat. I can visit them, but I love dogs.
1: I have both, so I'm both. Yeah. Uh, Because I just watched Independence Day this weekend, I need to know do aliens exist?
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I hope so.
1: I hope they're non-hostile, because the ones in Independence Day are very hostile.
2: Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. But, you know, I saw an interesting, I think it was a meme, something like, maybe aliens are just multi-billionaires from other planets probably <laughs> honestly i mean are we already kind of doing that <laughs> say it again we're kind of already working our way there so well yeah so maybe they're just multi-billionaire tourists from other planets yeah and they're just doing a real
1: good job of blending in yeah <laughs> uh what song did you listen to last
2: oh Hmm. That's a very good question. Um. Well, I guess it was last night. I was at a friend's house, and she has this amazing pool, and we were doing something that she's developed called poolatis. Ooh so it's Pilates but in the water
1: yes
2: and she was playing this incredible soundtrack of all these classic piano songs like um Brahms and Schumann and Mm -hmm. you know uh, all the stuff that my father played when I was growing up because he was a classical player so it would have to be that and I don't know exactly which song but it was part of that playlist
1: That sounds. Moonlight Sonata
2: was one of them, so we can just say that was (laughs) the There you go. Yeah,
1: that's a fitness class I would love to take.
2: Oh, it's fantastic, and she keeps. She has a solar heated pool. Ooh, that sounds nice. So it's like being in not a hot tub because it's not that hot, but it's really comfortably warm, and so your muscles just get really relaxed and yeah it's fantastic
1: that sounds awesome uh a final question our signature question that we ask everybody if you were a cereal, what would you be and why
2: okay well i actually thought about this one no you didn't
1: <laughs> you're the I
0: first did. person because every time we ask that everyone
2: goes oh hell like it's just like this like
1: i <sighs> well, the first one to, to do your this. homework
2: yeah, um, you know, I, I used to be a lawyer. So what can I say? You know, these are the things. Um, but uh, so I would be a gluten free, high protein granola.
0: Good
2: choice. That's what I like. That's the cereal. <laughs> like,
0: so. It's just a healthy cereal. Yeah, like, I'm it's all so I'm very for
2: you. Yeah. I'm super healthy, conscious, health conscious in terms of, um, what I eat. So Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, I hear you. Well, this has been an awesome talk. I've loved to hear your story and everything you shared with us. Thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me
1: for listening be sure to leave us a review on apple podcast if you enjoyed the show special thanks to death of fawn for our intro riff you can visit our website at Shioraku.com. there you can find links to our socials the show notes and you can reach out to us and contact us and remember don't do drugs